Good day, everybody. This is Jeffrey Harris, and you are listening to the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Today, we have an exclusive interview with MLW star Logan Creed. He's formerly Grogan, the muscle for Dynasty. Since that time, he has broken off from Dynasty, and now he is forging his own path in singles career. He is the heathen unleashed from the wastelands of Georgia. Now, first, if you are listening to us, thank you so much. Um, I hope everyone is doing well with all the shutdowns and quarantines at the moment. I hope you and your families are safe. But thank you for listening to us if you're listening to us on one of our many platforms, including the 411 Mania YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, Transistor, and Spotify. So I think this was a great interview with Logan Creed. Um, And here we go. This is our exclusive interview with Logan Creed on the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Okay, here we go. Welcome back, everybody. This is Jeffrey Harris reporting for the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. For today's interview, we have Logan Creed of Major League Wrestling, formerly Gordon Grogan of uh, the Dynasty, now you have struck out on your own, Logan Creed, and uh, and uh, we better watch out because uh, you are you are a rising star, and uh, it's it's been great to see you as part of the MLW roster taking out striking out on your own. Uh, so the name Logan Creed, you know, I look at the name Logan Creed together, it seems a little bit reminiscent of Wolverine and Sabretooth. Uh, are that you a Marvel? That would be 100% correct. So, so uh, you're a Marvel Comics fan, and, and that's not a coincidence? Not a coincidence at all. Definitely a Marvel Comics fan. Um, and the name, it was kind of a name that, you know, growing up, um, I felt like that was that was going to be the name. You know, before, before I ever started training to wrestle, it was always something that we had thrown around and, and ideas that my brother and myself um, had. So it finally come to fruition, uh, you know, once later in, later in life and, and once I kind of got established in my career, um, I, I put it out there and, and ran with it. So, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like, like a mix of, um, that's Wolverine's name, and of course, Sabretooth's name is uh, Graydon Creed. So is that where you got it from? Exactly. So, uh, Logan, tell me a little bit more about your wrestling journey. And, uh, like, were you a fan of wrestling growing up? Uh, did you come upon it later? I'm just curious how this journey started for you. I, I started as a small child. Um, you know, growing up, I remember being at my grandparents' house, um, and they would always have the NWA, um, the Starcade, and the pay-per-views. They would have those ordered at their house. And the community where they lived would actually gather at their house to watch them. You know, I remember different families coming over um, to watch because my grandparents only people that could get it. Um, and so it, that's kind of what it started. Was was watching it with them as a small child, and then you know, as I got older, I continued to be a fan. Um, so it, it just it was it's something that I loved my entire life. Now, you know, when I look at, you know, your your gear and your look, it looks really cool, unique. 
Uh, what in, what would you say inspired you know your gear and your look and the the, the face paint uh, design you have going on? You know, obviously the name like we talked about come from comics. Um, the design for the gear uh, actually was just a it's kind of just something I drew you know out of my head was you know I looked at all I looked at comic characters and I looked at superheroes and I looked at super villains and you know they all have unique outfits. Every single one of them, and you can you can almost pinpoint who who's who just by how they look. And so I really wanted to design something that was different, that you didn't really see a lot, and that was my own. And uh, and so that's that's how the, the gear came up. And uh, the face paint is definitely reminiscent of some of the early you know wrestlers that I idolized: uh, Sting, the Rose Warriors, uh, Ultimate Warrior. I always loved the, the face paint, and I loved the you know the presentation that those guys brought with it. Uh, now, also, you know, I'm really impressed with your style and what I've seen out of the ring from you so far. I mean, everything you do, it looks it looks fast, it looks crisp, it looks athletic, but it look I like how you also mix in those sort of because you're a big guy, but you also mix in those sort of like heavyweight, you know big guy offense moves in there. So can you describe, talk a little bit about it all, how you, how you wanted your style to come off and how, and what type of uh, wrestler you wanted to be? Yeah. I, I remember for years being told, you know, not to be, not to go fast. And it frustrated me for a long time, but it started to make sense later on. You know, I understood what the reason for, you know, the reason why I needed to maybe move a little slower at times, but at the same in the same respect, I wanted to show that my athletic ability was there, and at the, at the time, at the right time, to show off those skills and really set myself apart from anybody else who is my size, and also show that you know I could wrestle on any spectrum. I'm just saying, you know, you know, I think it looks good because there aren't many guys that, you know, who look like you and can move it uh, as fast and quick as you and do that, that like really great. Uh, you did like a dive over the top rope against Moonshine. I was just so impressed with that. So I, I think uh, I think it's a, a good thing going for you. And I, and I can't wait to see more from you later on. No, yeah, it's one of those things that when I get something in my head and I feel like I'm going to do it that I have to figure out if I can do it. So I'm always pushing myself and pushing myself to the next level and to my own limits. And, you know, I have to, I have to attribute um, my background in collegiate wrestling and, and sports in general to my athletic ability because all of that together is what allowed me to, to remain flexible enough and athletic enough to, to do those things. Now, uh, last year you joined uh, Major League Wrestling, MLW. So tell me about like how how things uh, brought you to MLW and uh, why MLW was uh, was the best choice for you at the time. Um, I guess it was probably November December of 2018 that I really got in my head that it was time for me to go to the next level, or it was time for me to just kind of just you know say okay that's enough. I need to figure out what else I can do in life. You know if if this isn't gonna make this isn't going to become a career. This is kind of, it's time for me to find something that is going to be a permanent thing. And so instead of just saying, I'm going to wait and see what happens, I really started pushing 
my stuff out there. You know, I started sending emails. I started trying to get in contact with as many promotions as I could. And, you know, regardless of whether I heard anything or not, I would just, every week, I would pick five or six new promotions and I would email. And I would send matches and I'd send my resume. And I guess uh, it was August, um, so August of 2019, that um, I got a text message from George Carroll Jr. Uh, asking me if I was in talks with anyone, um, you know, about a contract, or and uh, and so it kind of just led from there. Uh, that led me to talking to Marcel. We started kind of talking about contract stuff. And actually, during that time, I was offered a WWE tryout, and I opted to to not do that and and to stay with MLW. I felt like that the, the path was was probably tougher and longer there, but. It was going. To, that's kind of what I wanted, you know. I always saw myself working my way up, and there were still parts of the world that I wanted to see before going to WWE. And then along the way, you know, you were for at first you were the muscle for the dynasty as Grogan, and now you've broken off uh, from the dynasty, and now you are the heathen unleashed. You are Logan Creed. So how have you like you know getting getting to kind of take these steps? In um in developing you know the Logan you know the Logan Creed legend. No, I, it's awesome, you know, and I, Court really saw something in the character, and you know that was that itself let me know that I was doing something right, um, because you know Court's such a creative mind when it comes to to you know to gimmicks and and everybody individually, you know, he's so hands on with with characters. But he saw something in it, and he saw the ability to create something out of it. And so we, you know, it moved relatively fast. You know, the, it didn't last. You know, the Grogan didn't last very long until Logan Creed was set free, and and now it's it's just a matter of time before we see more of it. Uh, now, can you tell me a little bit more about uh, Court Bauer and in uh, his leadership, especially you know, you know, right now we're we're in this very sort of difficult time with the coronavirus pandemic and everything's shut down right now and how court has, um, in your mind, how he, how he's asserted himself during this period. Well, I mean, he's, he's inking new deals every day with new TV deals overseas, um, reaching, you know, new people, a new audience, uh, with all of these new TV deals. So, you know, he's, he hasn't stopped, promoting the brand and he hasn't stopped expanding it to new eyes and I think that's you know that's very important especially the time when we can't produce any new content he's making sure that when the time comes the new content is going to be available to so many new people and they've got the ability to also you know they've got content stored away and they've got content that still hasn't been seen so it's it's nice in a way because we're kind of seeing it through without being set back too much. Now, I guess you touched on a little bit earlier. So, did you co you collaborated with Court? You know, in this sort of storyline where first, you know, they had you as the muscle for Dynasty, and then like they let you kind of take on the Logan Creep persona from there. Is it? Would you say it's a collaborative? experience working um with the creative side on mlw that way absolutely you know he's 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 right there you know every step of the way with the ideas that he has 
and and not only him, but you know everybody involved in the creative process. You know, everybody's got eyes on it. Everybody's got their take on it, and that really helps you when you're looking at you know creating something because if you're only ever looking at it from one side, it's kind of hard to see what the world sees or how somebody else may see it. And when you get that feedback, it, it helps you you know build on what you're already doing. And so he's been he's been very hands on uh, from the word go with, with everything that we've done. You know, it's so weird right now with this coronavirus pandemic, Logan, and just everything is shut down, but it seems one of the few things that's still running right now is professional wrestling, even though MLW is shut down right now. But So just give it to me from your perspective, though. What's it like being a, a pro wrestler during this time at the moment? And is it is it nerve-wracking? Is it maddening? How and how are you holding up? I, you know, I think we probably everybody's going through days where it's frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. I would be lying if I said some days, you know, I wasn't frustrated. But at the same time, you know, trying to stay focused on the fact that things will come back and things will go back to normal. And I truly believe when they do that, it's going to be as hot as it was before, if not hotter. You know, people are going to be ready for entertainment, they're going to be ready for pro wrestling. They're going to be ready for whatever it is that they, you know, that they enjoy when it comes to entertainment. So when it does finally, come, you know, when everything clears up and we come back to a normal life, whatever that may be, people are going to be hungry for wrestling again. I mean, and it, you know, you, you still got it out there. You still see people talking about it. You still see fans every day posting about how much they miss the shows reaching out to, you know, to guys individually that they miss seeing. Um, and, you know, they're supporting guys buying T-shirts, buying merchandise while they know they're not able to, you know, to work. And, it, I mean, it's just, it's all, it's humbling, you know, to see that outpouring of love from the people that we, that we do this for. Now, I mean, the wrestling industry has also been hit very hard by this pandemic as well. Um, do you have any advice or tips, uh, you know, for other wrestlers or just people in general who are, who are struggling right now through this period? Yeah, I think you just got to keep your head on straight and focus on the future. You know, don't think about the now, just think about what you can control right now. You know, yeah, gyms are still closed, but there's still ways to work out. There's still ways to better yourself. And you know, you can always, this, this is a great time of self-reflection and to see maybe some things in life that you could change, maybe some things that you could get better at, maybe some things you shouldn't have been doing before that, you know, now you realize you didn't really need and was a distraction. So I think it's important to stay positive and try to find the positive aspects of what's happening and, and build yourself, build your character and, and become a better person through it. Now, I thought it was quite interesting, you know, when MLW announced your movie deal that, like, the Dynasty's like, hey, we want we want a cut of your fees and your royalties for your movie role. What do you think about Dynasty trying to cu- get a get a cut in on your action over there? I, th- I hope Daddy uh, slash lawyer, um, I guess we'll see him in court if you want some of that, because it's not happening. So once we get going again, do you think you might have to uh, go after, you know, you know, target the dynasty, you know, for trying to, uh, you know, trying to get one over on you? 
Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think number one on the list would be Hammerstone. You know, how long have he had the title? You know, it's time for somebody to dethrone him. He's the MLW Openweight Champion, and I got to tell you, a guy like you, impressive, Hammerstone, uh, you know, he's a big heavy hitter for the Dynasty. That I feel like that would be a, a hell of a matchup, a, a great signature matchup for MLW. What do you think about that? I think that's a match that nobody realizes they want to see yet. But once they do, they'll want to see it more. I tell you right now, I'm talking about it with you. I, I, you know, what I've seen out of you so far, Logan. I want to see that matchup. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be big for MLW. It's gonna be big for us, and it's gonna be big for wrestling. Okay, so you're also attached to the horror movie uh, project uh, that's in the works right now called uh, Dead by Midnight. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, that project you're working on? Uh, so this is my first experience. Um, and super crazy how I got the role. Um, the, the director was looking for arena, a wrestling arena, to shoot uh, this particular part of the movie. And um, so when he reached out to the, the owner of the promotion, uh, he just, he, I think he actually saw a picture of me on the wall in the office. And he's like, oh my God, who is this guy? They started talking. He's like, do you think you'd be interested in, in playing a part? And so they reached out. We talked about it. And, you know, of course, I accepted. Um, it was a great opportunity, a new experience. And uh, it's, it's been an awesome experience. Now, you're playing a character called the Gut Cruncher. Now, I also saw some clips and some photos you shared on your TikTok and Twitter where you're wearing this really cool creature makeup. Is this related to that movie? That is that is the uh, that is the gut cruncher makeup. Uh, the process took about four and a half hours, so we were we were probably about midway through at that point. But um, you know, I love this. I was such a fan of uh, Tales of the Crypt as a kid. Yeah, you know, yeah. really cheesy '80s gory, almost comedic in a sense. Um, but that's what this feels like, and so that was that was a lot of fun when I realized what it was. Um, and so that the ability that I was able to take my professional wrestling experience and blend it into this role was really awesome. Have you ever seen, did you know there was a third Tales from the Crypt movie? I did not. So you know, you know, Demon Knight, uh, Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood, there was a little known third movie that I think mainly just got like. Uh, thrown away on video called Ritual, and it stars. Uh, do you know the movie Dirty Dancing? I do. So it stars Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing in this movie, and uh, the Crypt Keeper does do the the intro and outro for the movie, but it's probably the worst looking Crypt Keeper puppet ever. Um, you you should YouTube like you could probably YouTube some clips of it, but it's called uh. Tales from the Crypt presents Ritual. It's like it's really you know super cheap, low budget, but it's actually ha it's got like some 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 decent actors, like not big stars, but like what like wow, these people are in this movie. So uh, right. Tim Curry, you know Tim Curry from Rocky Horror, he's in this movie just for example. So it's kind of like like I didn't know until a few months ago that this movie exists. So if you like if you enjoy like low budget horror. Uh, it, it oh, would no, I will definitely have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh my, like, 
They made another Tales from the Crypt movie after Bordello of Blood. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. I was a big fan of Tales from the Crypt uh, back in the day uh, as well. Um, now, I really like your promo style as well, Logan. So can you tell me about, like, you know, the promo process in MLW? Do you work off of bullet points? Do you like scripted promos? Because that's, that's a bit of a debate these days in uh, pro wrestling. So I'm curious how it works in the MLW process. You know, I go back to what I said earlier about how, you know, it works with the creative process, you know, all the way around. You know, we, I, you've got a producer there with you. And, you know, there's bullet points. You kind of know what you're, what you're going to talk about. And everybody just kind of collaborates. You know, we may take a cut. We may take a shot, do it one time. Everybody kind of talks about it, and, you know, everybody throws an idea out. What if it sounds like this, or what if you do this? And so, you know, and I love that. I think that's awesome, because like I said, the more perspective you get on it, the better it's going to be. You know, I, sometimes when you're doing a promo, and it's it's just you really feel it, then you know you don't need to change it, because it come from, it come from your heart, and, you, and it's just you were, it was there. But sometimes when it's, generic and, and you know maybe you're, you're cutting a promo about you know, whatever everybody else has a feeling of how it needs to sound and sometimes they're right and so I, I love the fact that they're not just taking whatever's given and, and putting it out there everybody's giving feedback everybody's working together to make sure it's the best that it can possibly be now with the AAA versus MLW deal is is that something you know once wrestling gets going again do you want to be mixing it up with the triple-a wrestlers and, and uh, possibly doing shows in mexico i am i am literally sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for that opportunity one of the biggest reasons that you know that when that when we started talking and when i started talking with mlw was the opportunity to work overseas and in mexico and japan um i, I absolutely i'm I'm waiting for that opportunity because it's something I've always wanted to do. It's crazy to think that MLW and AAA, that card on uh, March 15th, I think that might have been like one of the last major wrestling cards with a, with a live crowd that we might be it seeing was. for, I mean, who, know, who knows how long, maybe a number right. of more months, but that's pretty that's pretty impressive when you think about it. Yeah, it really is, and yeah, I remember sitting at home because you know I didn't go on that tour, and I was I was like, man, you know, I'd give anything to be there, but I know my time's coming. Mm -hmm. um, it's just you know, but yeah, no, I realized when it was happening that you know we may not see a live crowd you know for months. Uh, also, can you talk about that at all? Um, as a wrestler, how important is the crowd for your, you know, for your performance and to, you know, to to respond to to the reaction the crowd gives you and to feed off of it and deal with that? Um, and thinking about would it be an adjustment period for you if you come back and you might not have the the benefit of a live crowd uh, for a while for upcoming taping? So I don't know what the plan will be going forward for MLW. Yeah, you know, I, I've thought about that because I don't really know. You know, there's there's times in a match when the crowd is really pushing, you know, what's happening, and they're and they're, they're almost in control of the action in a way. And we do feed on them. We feed on their reaction 
throughout a match. So it's hard to think, you know, how it would be different without them there. You know, what kind? Of, what would you need to change? What would need to be different? So yeah, I, I thought about it a lot. I haven't had the opportunity to to do it, so I, I wouldn't know unless it actually was there. You know, you know, I've had matches at training, so I would I would think it would be similar, <laughs> but. You know, it's it would definitely. I know it's definitely different. And I've, I've talked to some guys that are you know dealing with it now um, and filming lots of tonight. And um, and you know, and they they said yeah, it's it's really different. But at the same time, you know, you're doing you know you know that there's still people watching through the camera. So it I, I it's really interesting. It, it's really interesting to think about and uh, and, and I. I mean, it's a challenge for sure, and I guess it's just a different type of challenge that uh, wrestlers already have to deal with. But just you know, just something from a different perspective. Has MLW? Do you know what the plan will be uh, in the coming months? Do you or, or do you not know yet? I'm just curious. We uh, we don't. I don't think we know yet exactly what's going on. Um, you know, we're I, constant contact, of course, with management updating us on anything that's going on, mm-hmm. updating us on opportunities where, you know, we can promote ourselves, you know, or, or make sure that, that we're keeping keeping our own appearances up to the best of our ability through podcasts and things like that. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think anybody has a set in stone game plan yet for when we're actually going to come back. Now, when you signed that MLW contract, you know, your first major wrestling contract, I mean, did that... Did it feel like a big moment for you, and did it feel like sort of a new, cha- you know, you're starting a new chapter in your life? Yeah, it was. It was. It was the sign that I needed to see because, like I said, you know, Christmas of the year before that, I had literally said that you know, if something doesn't happen in this next year, I had pretty much said my birthday would be that next year. Um, you know, that I was going to kind of cut back and, and try to find something else to do. And I literally signed the MLW contract on my birthday in August of 2019. So I don't think there could have been any bigger sign than here's what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, are there got you know besides mixing it up with that uh, uh, Alex uh, Hammerstone? Are there are there any guys you have your eye on that you would love to work with in the future in MLW? Oh uh, man, Fatu. Uh, okay, yep, that'd be uh, awesome. Holiday, geez, I think, I mean, any, literally, there's not many guys in that locker room, I don't think there's anybody in that locker room that, you know, wouldn't love the opportunity to work with. Uh, Everybody there is hungry and, and full of talent, and you've got so many different styles of wrestler, you know, within the MLW company, they come from all kinds of backgrounds, from, you know, fighting backgrounds, kickboxing, wrestling. You know, brawlers. It's just it's such a unique group of talent all under one roof. I mean, you have Tom Lawler, a former UFC fighter, uh, King Mo. I mean, he's a former MMA champ, a former Strike Force champion. You know, uh, a high level collegiate wrestler. So, I mean, you, you have a. I mean, you have former combat athletes uh, in this organization. And then you have guys like you know Davy Boy Smith Jr. It's a very, it's a very unique roster, low key, um, and I feel, I feel they made some really good moves. You know, yourself included. You know, signing some impressive names and sort of 
branding sort of like their own unique roster in MLW. But what do you think? No, that's that's absolutely what they've done. I think they they're hand picking. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of like you remember if you played a pickup game of basketball in school, mm-hmm. and yes, you know, everybody had like they everybody had that one team they wanted because they didn't realize that there was a whole room full of guys that you could pick up and were going to be better together than that group of five. And I really feel like that's what it is. It's, it's, it's unique talent who all have their individual skill, and when you put them together, it creates what we have in MLW. It creates something that love to watch and they want to see. Now, my, my hope through, you know, this tough time that we're going through right now, Logan, is that once the dust clears and we can get on the other side of this, we can, we can be motivated and we can hopefully come out of this stronger. Um, what do you see for the wrestling industry? Uh, like, do you think, you know, once we're on the other side of this that, you know, you and other wrestlers will be raring to go and, and we'll be hungry, motivated and, and, you know, come sprinting out the gates, you know, swinging. Um, I don't know the best analogy, but, you know, <laughs> just come out, come out, come out fast out the gate, you know, once we're on the other side of this and hopefully everyone's getting back to work and getting getting you guys back in the ring. Yeah, I think, I think this time is going to probably cut some of the fat. Um, maybe, you know, there may be people that don't come back. There may be organizations that come back. Um, you know, you, you don't know the impact financially that this has had um, on some of the companies. And, you know, it's, and I'm sure it's hurt a lot, especially any that was dependent upon it as, as trying to make a real living. I mean, it, it's hurt. It, and it, so it's, I don't, I don't, I'm sure everybody's wants to hit the ground running. Um, but I think there's still a lot of fear in the air right now. I think there's a lot of questions in the air right now. You know, you've got, I live in Georgia and the space about the open Friday and, and, you know, there's so many people on both sides of the equation, you know, arguing about if it should or if it shouldn't and what we should do and what we shouldn't do. So, you know, there's a lot of things to take into consideration when we even start thinking about opening wrestling because, are people, you know, you have, are people going to want to come out to the show? Are they going to be afraid for their help, you know, and, and so they're not going to come? Because that's what we're dependent on, is, is selling tickets. So I think there's a lot of questions, you know, and I have no doubt that as wrestlers, we're all ready to go. I, mean, I, I, I would hesitate to say there's a single wrestler out there not ready to get back in the ring. You know, I know we all are. But from a business standpoint, and you know, I know these promoters are probably questioning when the right time. Like, do you? I mean, so I guess from you personally, do you feel like you're getting hungrier? Uh, and oh, when, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I haven't wasted this time at all. You know, I've, I've worked. You know, I've worked on my body um, just like I would have before. But I've been able to heal some lingering, nagging injuries that were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing uh, and it was nothing serious but you know you, when you're constantly beating yourself up you're never really healing so you're just kind of living with pain um, but no you know I feel better than I have in a long time and you know I'm, I'm staying you know staying the course you know I'm looking forward to when that time comes 
and, and being ready to go. Now, since you are a Marvel Comics and a superhero fan, I saw that really cool picture you posted on Twitter of, of uh, Hulk Hogan body slamming Incredible Hulk. That was really cool. But uh, I'm curious, would you would you think maybe the best way to bring in Wolverine into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, maybe do a Hulk versus Wolverine type of movie? That kind of, is my, yeah. if I have a bucket list movie, like, <laughs> I want to see that movie. Basically, uh, basically, yeah. like like Wolverine's first comic appearance was in The Incredible Hulk, right? So basically, right, exactly. Do that as a no. yeah, do that as a movie, right? Yeah, no, and, and it's so it's it's there now. They've given it. I mean, it's all it, it's able to happen now. Uh, so hopefully, we'll get it. Um, but yeah, no, it's that's the one, man. That's that's the movie I want to see. Well, Mark Ruffalo, I mean. Obviously, nothing is set in stone, but Mark Ruffalo was talking about it. He said, yeah, I, I, he'd be up for it. So, I mean, he seems da- he seems down if they still want to use him as the Hulk, and, and uh, they control the rights now. So, I think that would be – I think it's inevitable at some point. I would love to see and, that. Absolutely, and I think it will, too. And, and Mark was the best Hulk so far. Um, absolutely loved him in the in the Avengers series. Uh Okay, so last question for you, Logan. I just wanted to give you the time uh, if you have any plugs, any social media plugs, any merchandise plugs, or, or anything you got going on that you wanted to share with the uh, the listeners. I wanted to give you that time uh, to share that now. So go ahead. No, yeah, please uh, go over and follow me on Twitter at the Logan Creed. Also on Facebook at the Logan Creed at Instagram. Uh, of course, now on. MLW on BN Sports, and also you can subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, that is MLW Wrestling. Uh, independent Wrestling TV uh, covers a lot of the Southeast independent shows that I am featured on normally. So if you're if you're bored out of your mind right now and want to catch up on some wrestling that you've never seen, that's a really good place to check out Southern Honor Wrestling. Um, Anarchy Wrestling's on there. New South Wrestling's on there. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of good content out there, just waiting to be seen. And uh, the sequel to Dead by Midnight, uh, does it have a title yet? And um, do you know when we hopefully might be able to see that coming up? I have not been given an official release date yet. I know we were working on it. We were going to do the film festival in Atlanta in May. Obviously, that's probably going to be set back now. And uh, so we haven't really heard. I think everything's kind of in lingo now. They were finishing it up. Um, the last I was told. So we'll see what happens. But as soon as it is, uh, I will be sharing it via the media. And uh, and I'll definitely let you know, Jerry. Uh, appreciate it, Logan. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Uh, keep an eye on this guy. He is uh, he is a rising star uh, in the making. He is Logan Creed, the Heathen Unleashed of the MLW roster. Logan, thank you for uh, your time, and uh, I appreciate it, and I hope everyone's being safe, and have a great week. Thank you. Thank you, Jeffrey. All right, and that was Logan Creed of the MLW roster here on the 411 Wrestling Interviews podcast. 
Now, first, a few things. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a review on there. If you're listening to us on YouTube, uh, if you could give us a like, if you could subscribe to our channel, or uh, just give us a comment. But uh, thanks again uh, if you've been listening to us. You know, it's a very tough time right now. So just thank you for the time, and uh, thanks for joining us uh, for this show. And I uh, hope we can keep uh, bringing you more in the coming weeks uh, and months. Uh, really enjoyed that interview. Logan Creedy definitely seems to be a guy uh, you're going to want to keep an eye on uh, in the coming weeks. Until next time, I'm Jeffrey Harris. You can call me the J to the E to the double F free. And this is the 4-1 run. <laughs> the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>